good to be here. Thank you for having me, although you didn't really have a choice. Um, and Father Tom, if you're participating live stream, hello, hope you are well. Um, I, I knew that he was, he had tested positive for the virus and that he was, um, and that he was feeling quite ill and, and um, unfortunately had to go to receive some medication at the hospital. But it was Wednesday, I think, that I woke up and got a, received a text from him and said, it's a great day here in the hospital. He said, there's so much excitement and joy. You can just feel it. It's palpable. The nurses and the physicians and others are going down to receive the vaccine. He said, there's hope and there's joy. So I called him right away. And he said, yeah, you got my message, huh? He said, isn't that amazing? I said, Tom, the most amazing thing about that text is that you said, here in the hospital. I didn't know you were admitted. And he said, oh, yeah, I spent three days here in the hospital. So I thought, what a horrible bishop I am that I didn't know or go visit him. And he said, no, that's fine, I didn't tell you. But, but he, he said people in the parish did pray for him and visit him, and he was anointed as well. So um, but that's good, but keep praying for him. I think he's on the mend. He was out of the hospital on that day and, and is just finishing his time of quarantine, and he'll be back with us soon. You know, as I said at the beginning of Mass, we continue to celebrate Christmas. And all of us, or can I say most of us, if not all of us, love Christmas or certain aspects of Christmas. What's not to love? We have the decorations and the music and the lights and the presents and the food and the carols and all of that. We love that. Most of us do anyway. But we have to, be, we have to remember and we have to remind others that Christmas is not just about sentimentality. Those things are great and they're fun and they're enjoyable, but Christmas, at the heart of Christmas, is the fact, the belief, the mystery that God became flesh. God became one of us, so said St. Augustine, so that we humans could become like God and with God. It's an amazing thing. What a marvelous exchange. God didn't just send another prophet or more laws or another sacrifice or a ritual. God came personally. You know that. That's the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him may not die, but may have eternal life. And this is what we celebrate at Christmas, the incarnation. The word should remind us of that and, and, and teach us about the mystery. Carnation, carne. Carne is meat. You know, if you're a carnivore, you eat meat. Carne, Jesus took flesh. Some people, our ancestors early on, they thought that was too scandalous. No, it was just God pretending to be human. Uh -uh. That was uh, declared a heresy and um, declared to be in error, of course. God is true God from true God, truly human and truly man and truly God at the same time. And this is what we celebrate. And Jesus was happy to be a physical human pers person, a human being. And in his life, he didn't just say to people, go, go love each other or you're healed. But he laid his hands on people who are sick. In a couple of instances, it says he spat on the ground and made mud with his, his saliva and the dirt and smeared it on the eyes of someone who was blind or the ears of someone who was deaf. He washed the feet of his disciples and others, not just saying you're clean, but he got down on his knees and washed their feet. He gave us and them his body and blood in communion. He didn't just say, pretend this is my body, pretend this is my blood. No, this is my flesh, my blood. I leave it for you for, as a sign, a remembrance of my passion and so that we can be in communion. 
And then, of course, Jesus took his flesh, his body, and gave it to the Father in sacrifice on the cross to show us the ultimate act of love. This is what we celebrate at Christmas. Not just the sentimentality, not just the music and the, the trappings of Christmas, those are great, but we celebrate that God became one of us so that we could become like God one day. And in the middle of that, this, this season, we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, which further concretizes that, I believe, and helps us to celebrate the Incarnation. Jesus didn't just float down from heaven or appear out of nowhere. He was born of the Virgin Mary, flesh of her flesh, bone of her bl bone, blood of her blood. He was, a son, he was proud and happy to be known as the Son of Mary, as well as the Son of God. And so what can we learn from the Holy Family? There are a couple things we can learn. First, from this gospel, we can learn from them in being obedient, in being, in practicing our faith. Mary and Joseph and Jesus practiced their faith. We know that because we see that Joseph and Mary took Jesus, as was the law of the Lord, to the temple to present him to the Lord. And, um, and, and they, were known as, they, they, they were known to practice their faith, not just that day, of course, but every Sabbath they went to the synagogue. We know that because in the Bible it says Jesus got up one day, he was in the Sabbath where he was reared, as was his custom, and he got up to do the reading. So that's something they did day after day, Sabbath after Sabbath. But we can also be assured that Joseph and Mary taught Jesus the law. Now you say, but he's God. He knows the law, right? Well, he allowed himself to be obedient to the laws of nature. So he had to learn. He had to learn the law. He had to learn the scriptures. He had to learn how to teach others from them and from the teachers of Israel. So we can learn to do that. And we should do that among our families. And I, I'm glad that some of you are here with your families and some others are able to join us live stream. We should continue to encourage ourselves and our families to come to church, to celebrate the faith, to, to um, continue to celebrate the faith of the, in which they were baptized. And I know it pains a lot of us. It pains me that some of my nieces and nephews don't go to church. I know it pains you that some of your children and grandchildren don't go to church anymore. Many people say to me, what did I do wrong? Why, why are they not going to church anymore? Did I do something wrong? And I say, probably not. You gave them this foundation. Now what you can do is pray for them and encourage them. Don't nag them, but encourage them constantly to come back to church, because not because we should, because it's an obligation, but here is where we meet the Lord, not just symbolically, but really and truly. We are fed and nourished by his word and his body, blood, soul, and divinity so that we can be strengthened here on earth and be with him and all the saints in the kingdom of heaven. But we have to keep reminding them. And I know even my nephew, I'm, I'm my, the godfather to a couple of nephews and nieces, but one of them doesn't go to church, and I'm always saying, Adam, you're killing me. I'm a bishop, and you're my godson. You, this is not good on my record. You've got to go to church. And, you know, he, he says, I know, Uncle Bill, I know. I, I, I still believe, and I will. I said, no, no, you've got to do this. This is making me look bad. But so just, just even good-naturedly, but also just consistently inviting them back. Again, not because we should, but because this is where God gives us life. He feeds us. And therefore, we are strengthened, we are forgiven, we are lifted up week after week, day after day. The other thing we can learn from the Holy Family is, that, is to serve others, that 
our faith is not just about ourselves. It's not just me and God. Again, some people say, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, I can pray quietly in my room. Great, I hope you do that, I hope you do that regularly. But we also learn from the scriptures from the Holy Family that our faith involves other people. Our faith involves forgiving and loving and teaching and serving other people, beginning with our family members and then branching out to those in our neighborhood, those even we don't even know, those around the world. This is how we live our faith. It's not just me and God, but it's me and you and everyone in the world. And so we learn that from the Holy Family as well. Just as Jesus was, was proud to be among us, to help people, to serve people, to forgive, to touch them, to love them, so he sends us out to be his other Christs, his other selves, to be out into the world, to be his incarnation, to love God in word and especially in deed, and to love them as well. So I pray that all of us may do that. As we come to celebrate Christmas, that we give praise, thanksgiving, we worship God, who has become one of us so that we could become like him, but that we really resolve ourselves to, to be more like him in the world. A, this is a time of a lot of resolutions. Maybe you're making a resolution, that's fine. Maybe you want to lose weight, eat better, do more exercise. Great. Hope that goes well for you, and I hope it lasts more than one day. But all of us should make a resolution as Christians. We should resolve to be more like Christ, to embody our faith more. Yes, to pray in secret, in the silence of our hearts to God, who always hears us and who is always very close to us but also to be like Jesus and Joseph and Mary, to go out into the world to love and forgive and serve our brothers and sisters. I pray that we may honor the Lord and praise and thanks, give God thanks for him. And we do that best by worshiping him here and taking his presence, his real presence, out into the world. We thank you, God, for you have come to us so that we could become more like you. Bless us, strengthen us, forgive us, and send us out, for we wish to be your other selves in the world.